Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. All right, there's nobody who's more equipped to do this podcast right now than at hand. Uh, <laughs> there's some, uh, there some fighting like, words there. <laughs> I just took your breath away. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting the pressure on you, but the, the reality is that the dam is almost breaking it. The dam is – it's there's there's a crack in the dam, the free agent dam, finally, because Shohei Itani finally made his decision. But obviously, we have Yamamoto. That's the – I. I think you would agree that the Yamamoto one is once that happens, then it doesn't become a dam anymore. It just becomes a lake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once those two are gone, the market's been set. But right now, I mean, Otani's kind of a different beast, too, because if you're signing two players and maybe he's not pitching this year, but you're signing two all-star level players, um, nobody else really comes to that. So, but once that one's gone, all the teams competing for Otani move on to the next biggest prize. So some other dominoes. Where were you, where were you at 3.02 PM on Saturday? I being completely honest, I was taking a nap. Oh, so what, what time did you wake up from your nap? I woke up, I believe it was 10 minutes after that. I woke oh, up and was are like, you oh, a per- it, it are happened. You a person, are you a person that immediately, where you take a nap, immediately goes to your phone? Right after I wake up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And it was Well, it was. I woke up, though, because my phone kept on vibrating, and I was just like, oh, I wonder, wow, something must be going on. And yeah, it was Otani. I'm in, like, six different baseball chats, and that's what they were all talking about. Otani, Otani woke you up. Uh, he that did. Path. He had to announce it to the world, just like he announced it on his own Instagram. I know, I know. Well, and there you go. So, but the initial. So, the, my second question, with in regards to that, is what was your initial guttural reaction when you saw it? 
Uh, is this a family-friendly program? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. No, whatever. Um, I, 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 my jaw, my jaw dropped, and I audibly started laughing. Um, seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, ten years. I, I know that there are the deferrals and everything, but that's still just going off those initial numbers. That's seventy million a year. That's twice as much as anybody else has ever gotten. That's yeah. nuts. That's I like, nuts. I tell you, mine was. Like the seven hundred million didn't even phase me, honestly. It was really, yeah. I mean, because I was just like, it's it. It was going to get ridiculous, and it got re- beyond ridiculous. And so, you know, once it hit six hundred million, which you know we all thought that that was probably a good chance of happening, then it, all right, well, fine, throw another h- half a billion on. I don't care. But really, like I was just looking at the team because of all the chaos leading up to the 24 hours before. So what I oh, see man, is Dodgers, yeah. and I had always, you know, without any knowledge at all, I had always surmised that it was going to be the Dodgers. I felt like they had set themselves up for this one thing more than anything else. I liked the sort of, I liked the the narrative and the story of the Blue Jays coming in and being at the cool kids table for the first time and, you know, forever, really. So and this is the coolest of the cool kids table, by the way. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The absolute coolest. And that's oh. how how rough is that got to be for a Blue Jays fan right now? Where it's I mean MLB trade rumors doesn't usually report something unless it's oh. it's full on. When I saw that there, I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. But that whole day was crazy. That whole day they were following the flame he was on. They were following the play, and he wasn't even on it. It was like I, like has yeah. that ever happened? Yes. Well, no, not that they have were on it, and the Dicegate <laughs> flight, you know. That's that was true. followed. That was the first time a flight was followed for a baseball reason. But it's it's um, I think that that's what makes it worse for the Blue Jays fans because because of those twenty four hours or forty eight hours or even before that because of the week leading in because I can make the case that Blue Jays fans should feel good because they know that their team. Isn't going to do the, oh, well, we can't, we can't possibly go to those levels. We can't possibly play with the big boys. They do. So you, it would suggest that they're going to use that money for something else, whether it's extending the guys to make this two year window a little bit or a lot longer, or to actually go out and get somebody that might cost a little bit of money, whether it's trade or free agency, whatever. But you know that they aren't going to be a team like the Rangers right now. Their cable deals in doubt. So all of a sudden, oh no, you know, we can't spend any more money. Not that they need to because they spent already a crap load of money. But it's my, my thing with the Blue Jays is that for fans, that should make them feel good. Congratulations. The thing that sucks is what you said, Ed, which is everything leading into it, including, by the way, a report that says they had signed the guy, had signed the guy. And then you have. Oh well, uh, this, uh, there was one person that said there's a press conference at six o'clock. There, you obviously, you have, have the plane. Um, but you're right, MLB trade rumors. Once that happens, um, that they reported it off of uh, JP. Uh, I, I forget his, his last name, but um, the Dodgers writer. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that 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 was the thing that ultimately stung because you basically said someone was saying you won. And then you lost. So, yeah. There you go. Now, you know this better than me, but I'm just and I, I think a lot of people listening to this would want to know how do these uh, writers, the ones that do report it, when you get information like that, 
that could potentially be major international news. How would you go about even uh, like proofing that? I think that Bob Nightingale, I don't know if you read his column. I thought it was really good. It was, it was wonderful. I I love Bob. I really do. You know what? You know, like Bob's gotten things wrong, whatever. He gets a lot of things right. And he's a nice, super nice guy. And he always tries to do the right thing. He is really well respected. And, but I think what I loved about that column is that his column said, Every you know there was a lot of bad in reporting, like a lot of our industry. There was a lot of bad in it, but I'm not excluded in that. I've done this. I've gotten things wrong, and he he cited examples of things of how he got things wrong in the past. So it's not like he said I'm always right and you're always wrong. He was painting the picture of what this has become, Ed, and what you know the problems that you have. So to answer your question, I think. Ultimately, whether it was Morosi, you know, who, you know, he jumped the gun on a couple things. Uh, again, JP, you know, he obviously jumped the big gun on that thing on the, on saying that he's going to the Blue Jays. I think it's just you, you really have to be confident in where you're getting it from. And you can't, the, the hardest part is not getting sucked into the competition. And the adrenaline rush. And because there's always Ed, the, I want to get it first. But with something like this, you, it, it's sort of amped up by 10. So that, so what's going to happen is that you, you, you might take something and you, you're just, you're, you're, I got to go. All right. I'm just going to go for it. And it's this leap of faith that you might not necessarily take if the stakes weren't so potentially prosperous so uh i think that that's i don't know if i explained that well but i I think just think that 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 everyone was so amped up to have any little thing on this and ed i think this is a case for this entire off season i do i think that there's it's become worse and worse and worse and and what's happened is that 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 the littlest thing will get like a ton of attention because there's not a lot going on. Um, and it can be right. It can be wrong, but everybody. And and then there's, the, there's this, there's three times as many people doing it too. You know, I mean, it used to be just the, the newspaper writers, you yeah. know? So I don't know. Now it's anybody, anybody with a blog could have sources. Well, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because some people, I, I, I want people to do well. I want people to use social media, potentially get attention for the right reasons. Maybe, you know, they haven't caught a break yet and this is their break. But there's also some people who literally, like, I wonder what their end game is. Their end game, they're reporting for, for Twitter X. They're, that's what they're doing. And so it's, it's, it's I loved content. I love the content you put out. I love the content and I can go down a long list of all these people. But people use it for the right and people use it for the wrong. And if you get something and you feel confident, go. Boom. That's it. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But still, it's I feel like there's three times as many people out there who are are trying to chase their getting their great white whale. Of, of breaking the story. That is 
Uh, that is the ultimate soapbox rant. Oh my goodness! You, well, how? Why do you do that to me? <laughs> because I, I wanted to know. I value your, um, your experience on this, and I've, it's, it's, I've, I've, I've never seen you, at least as long as I've been following, have to uh, rescind a signing after it happened, or uh, say like, actually, I might have jumped the gun on that. And I think that, um, you know, there's a degree of professionalism. And I know when I was in journalism school, that was the big thing. You wait until you can cross check it. You have yeah. to. You can't just have one source. It's got to be two. Well, I think think what you got to be careful of is overstating things. So like in the cases we're talking about, there's these were like definitive statements. But sometimes you can say um, like Bob had had the example, right? He had I think it was the Glasnow example of uh, with Matt uh, with um, Morrell, Christopher Morrell. And like, could they talk? Sure. But he sort of classified it as. They were really, really in negotiations. And that's what this back and forth with Jed Hoyer was. And so you have to gauge about how, how big it is. And I think that maybe I've fallen victim to that before. Uh, and also you also have to, you have to gauge like the motivations of where you're coming from. Really, you know, and how is that's a big part of this and how it's phrased. Um, and you know, it's, that's a tr- that is the tricky that is a tricky thing because if you know obviously the obvious example Ed is agents versus executives. All right, right. the agents a lot of times they have a, a motivation, a very real motivation, a motivation that gets sometimes pretty desperate because they were trying to get attention, and then the team's like, well, yeah, we kind of talked to them, but not really, and and uh, yeah, so. It's a tough one, man. Like I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to it, but I do think that it's there is a value to ha- something like this happening to the industry. I do think that because I make I think it 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 makes everyone stop at least for a few minutes to say, okay, you know what, it's okay. And and here's the other thing: is this is the last thing I'll say. Breaking stories don't mean as much as they used to. They don't. They don't. So. You know, people's got to get their head around. Yeah, you get the pat on the back. Great. But you know what's better to me? It's smart. The smart analysis that came after the Otani news, to me, is 10 times more valuable than, oh, uh, you know, if someone, like, had something. Great. Super. I don't So that Speaking of smart analysis, let's have, let's have some smart analysis. <laughs> what, a, what a segue. All right, and I asked you to be off of the aforementioned Shohei Itani news. I asked you to um, to give five free agents who are impacted the most by this. That's what I asked, correct? I don't. Yeah, want to and I uh, you asked, and you shall receive. And uh, yeah, I feel like this was in your wheelhouse. All right, so let's go. Let's get right to it. Who do you got? What's great about this is that I think all five of these guys are household names, too, okay. as much as they're going to be with Hey, your guy signed. I know. It was like one week. Like, Nick Senzel signed a week after I said that, whereas Jorge Alfaro last year, I think it was mid-January. So we've got, well, you know, one hot, one cold. We'll see right. next well, year I, mean, I don't think it's a coincidence. His brand was never hotter. After nope, you never hotter. It, it was a bit. It was a major league deal too. I think he's going to have two million with the Nationals. I think there's some incentive. You're, wel- bonuses, you're welcome, so. Nick. You're welcome, Nick Senzel. Yeah. Uh, I will accept my uh, repayment in, in PayPal. There, uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. 
What do you got? First one. Okay. So my first one, and I, I thought about, uh, I did this in order of who I think is most affected by it. And, uh, my number one, you think it's going to be Yamamoto, but it's actually Cody Bellinger is my number one. Oh, and I, it's no, because of, it's because of what you mentioned before about, um, specifically, I could see a team like Toronto. Okay. They didn't get Otani. But they can make a splash with somebody else. Now, who who makes the most sense for a team like that? I, I think you want to get that offensive output there. The only guy who can do anything even close to Otani with the bat is Cody Bellinger. Um, and he's not as much of a sure thing, but he had a damn good season in uh, in 2023 with the Cubs. Uh, plays good defense. You can put him in center field. If, hey, if you have a good center fielder, you can put him at first base too, and he'll do a good job there. You can put uh, – he's – He's going to hit. He's still pretty young, uh, and his value just went up a ton because there is nobody with the kind of output that he puts up there, that he can put up there that's available now. I love Bellinger. I lo- I really love watching him play last year. And it's a great story. It's a great story. I just like watching him play. I mean, he's fun to watch play. He's a he's such a smooth hitter. He's such a smooth fielder. And, and we you know, Boris is sitting in the catbird seat because of all the things you just mentioned. Because this, you know, this is what we're doing. Perfect way to lead this off. Once you don't get Otani, hey, whoever get, didn't get Otani, good luck. You know, that might be the Angels, that might be the Blue Jays, whoever. But uh, the Blue Jays, it'll be interesting because they also have to lock up those two guys. And yeah. So, so it's like, oh, how do you want? How do you want to spend that at least five hundred million, which you're really willing to spend? But, I, and and the only thing with Bellinger, Ed. It's like you said, is that the quote-unquote inconsistency because he was coming off the down year. But all I know is he was good. He had a downturn, but he was really, really good. And he was good, I think, for the entire season last year. Yeah, he had as, he had as good of an offensive season as anybody in the league. And yeah. because he's won that MVP before, because it was two seasons that were there was a shoulder injury. Shoulders are tough. You know, even for, for somebody that, for a hitter, you don't think about their shoulder as much, but that's going to affect your swing. So I, yeah. I think that there's a, there's a pretty good case that he's past that now and that what you get is going to be a good value for him. Yeah. So that's why I think Cody Bellinger benefits the most. All right. Who's number two? Or number not- two is the guy we're all thinking of. And that's, uh, Yoshinobu, uh, Yamamoto, who, okay. uh, if you want to make a splash, you want to target the international audience, that's the guy. Okay. You know, there hasn't been, and we've talked about this guy a ton, but there hasn't been a pitcher like him coming over to the U.S., a pure pitcher, since I think you, Darvish. And uh, Darvish has had a pretty good career, uh, and he's been an ace for a long time. Maybe he's, you know, he's 36, 37 now, so he's not quite what he used to be. But if that's the guy that you're saying was the last person with this much hype, the guy's coming off of three straight, The I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it off the top of my head, but it's the yeah, Japanese Cy equivalent of the Cy Young Award. He's won three in a row. He's won the pitching triple crown. He's won the MVP there. He's he's unbelievable. Yeah. And guys that talented just don't come stateside very often. You do not see somebody like that hit free agency. So here's, and, here's, and no QO. Here's my prediction. So like we he his three hundred million is going to be the seven seven hundred million is going to be his three hundred million. Yeah, like, I, mean, I would agree with that because you have three teams, four teams. I mean, if you want to include the Red Sox, fine, but the Mets, the Yankees, and the Dodgers are sitting there, and they have a starting rotation of of the, the you know the guys 
the uh, the guys that people are say here's your five starters: Bobby Miller, Pepo. Um, I'm going to forget some guys: a Walker Bueller who might not even start the year on time, uh, Yarborough, and and then one other. And I added it up, Ed. 38 combined starts last year. There's no chance that that is going to be their starting rotation. And no, there's none. No, and if you've invested that much, okay, get the best guy. Like I could. There's still guys. I mean, we know there's still guys and Snell. Yeah. And, and hey, don't spoil the rest of the list, man. <laughs> oh, sorry, right. sorry, sorry. And but I mean, they're my... going to bring back Kershaw. I think that that's a good. That's a good assumption. They're going to bring back Kershaw, but yeah, he's out but to like, lie. Yeah, but again, like it's you gotta you you have to have guys that you can lean on, man. Like, yeah, and so. And this is the ultimate. All right, so good one. So number yeah. three, I probably number three is Snell, man. Number no? three is Blake Snell. I all think right. stands to gain a ton from this because again, you have all of this money that you were going to invest in Otani, and that's not there anymore. You got to make a splash. Well, we've got a two-time Cy Young Award winner that's available and coming off his second one, coming off a pretty, pretty excellent season. I know Snell. People look at Snell and they go, "Oh, well, the you know he hasn't thrown that many innings consistently. He walks a lot of guys, but he still gets out. He still led outs. He still led the league in lowest ERA. I think it was a two point five zero this year. Gets strikeouts, pitched in big games. He's not." For whatever reason, and I don't know how much of it is deserved, but people don't see him as a big market pitcher. But the results have been Dude, there. He he was like he pitched in the American League East. You know, it's I don't care what market he pitched in. He if you pitch if you pitch against good competition, it's and you're good. I like Snell. I put up that poll uh the other day about who would you rather have, Jordan Montgomery or Snell? And Jordan Montgomery won 60-something or 30-something. I think people, like, I don't know why people are crapping all over Snell. I, and, and also, you, you, hit, you, you nailed it. Splashiest. After Yamamoto, of all the free agents that are left, Snell's probably the splashiest, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. if we're going by just, like, awards and everything, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, I like Snell. I, I like, I mean, I'm... I like. I actually like him. I think I like. I I'm on the Snell bandwagon, um, but also I like that pick at number three. What do you got, number four? So number four is actually the man that Shohei is replacing, and that's JD Martinez. Mm, yeah, because every team that was looking for Otani was going to fill him into the lineup as a DH, and now he's there's no way he's returning to the team that he was coming from. So you know that he's available. He becomes a lot more interesting, and he had an off year with the Red Sox in 2022, bounced right back with the Dodgers, started the All-Star game, uh, hit, hit, I think it was 33 home runs. You know, he's not going to play the field for you at this point, and he's probably going to miss about a, about a month's worth of at-bats just from, you know, just like uh, odds and ends of the injuries. His back hasn't always been great, but he's a pro hitter. He's basically an extra hitting coach for you if you get him. Yeah, and he can say, you know, the bat's still there, and teams need a DH. If you were looking for Otani, you can get Otani. Okay, who can we fall back on for that role? This is this this is a guy for that. So, and he had a good year. He had this downturn, but it was I when I went out to LA, I was talking to him about it was this not misdiagnosis, but this undiagnosed. I forget what it was. It was like his tailbone or something. But it wasn't until they went to Arizona they finally diagnosed it right. He got it fixed. And if you look at it, he had that downturn because of that injury. And then I, I think he finished pretty strong. So 
I think you really look at his year last year, Ed, and it was a good year. It was a year where you say, you sign that guy, he's probably going to be pretty good for you. So, um, yeah, and and as you said before, uh, anybody that needs a DH, like just a DH, he's at the top of the list. So, yeah. all right, uh, who's the last one? The last guy is somebody who's been linked a little bit with Martinez uh, over the last year, and it's kind of a similar thing, but that's Justin Turner. Yeah. If you missed out on the Otani sweepstakes and you still need a DH, maybe you don't want uh, J.D. Martinez. Maybe you want somebody that can play the field a little bit. He can play at first base. He can play third base. He can play second base. You can use him on the field. Primarily, he's still your DH, but there's a little more versatility there. And he's a different kind of hitter than J.D. Martinez. The the power isn't there, but this is a guy that puts up a good at bat every time he comes up. Doesn't give anything away, can do a lot of the little things well. He'll draw walks, he'll hit home runs, he'll hit doubles, he'll make contact, move the guy over. This is a a professional hitter and a guy with great intangibles on top of that. Uh, So if you missed out on that middle of the lineup bat with Otani, here's another guy you can plug right in there. Well, and I don't know about you, but I've said this multiple times over last year. He's a better player than I thought he was. You really have to watch him play every day. Like, he's a better player. And also, he's a built-in clubhouse guy. I don't think there's any question about it. And and you looked at Arizona was an interesting fit, but then they got their third baseman, so you took sort of that out of the equation. But still, you know, maybe they want the versatility at that DH spot more. And you do know that they value that veteran guy, the guy that Longoria was yep. last year. Turner fits that. You know, JD does it in a different way, but JD, they know JD because he was there before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to be interesting. Do you think that maybe it's just case by case basis, but you sort of get the vibe that JD's just maybe because he's a little bit younger is sort of maybe viewed a little higher in the pecking order than Turner. I don't know. Maybe it's a case by case. I think it's a case by case. I think, yeah. but that's, it's, I mean, it's a good point because of the age. It's the age versus the versatility. Yeah. Because JD's, you're not really, maybe you can hide him in left field a little bit, but he's, he's going to mostly be your DH. Yeah. If you're playing him in left uh, field, you're in a little bit of trouble. You're, 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 there's not enough big, it's not enough. There's no tent in left field where you're hiding him. No, it's not <laughs> I uh, would be though, to, but to what you said, I would, I, I would not be surprised if either one of those guys ended up on Arizona. I think either one would be oh, a good fit I, for them. I, I think, think I'm pretty right? sure one of them's going there. Seattle, Seattle's another one. Yep. Uh, yeah, Seattle would be a good fit for them because they need right-handed offense. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, good stuff, Ed. Uh, you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, I actually thought you were just going to rattle off a bunch of hitters. I like the fact that you integrated the pitchers. It's true, though. It's good. Well, you got. I mean, Otani is so is more than just what he's doing on the field. So you kind of have to consider oh, that no. method. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's ab- the. I mean, there's going to be nobody like him. But in terms of the, like you said, the buzziness or whatever it was, Yamamoto number one. That's going to sell. Yamamoto will sell tickets. Snell, I don't know if he'll sell tickets, but there's nobody else who's kind of going to come close. I love Ballinger. Bellinger is going to help whatever team he goes yeah. to. I was, it's funny because I put Matt Chapman over him in my ratings and I still stand by that. 
But Matt Chapman's not that buzzy of a signing. Matt Chapman is, he's the conservative bet. He's quiet and steady and does every, he's a, he does everything well, but he's not somebody that you're like, oh man, I'm excited to see Matt Chapman play today. Bellinger's somebody that you get excited about. You know what? You know what? I just thought of this. Your Red Sox, you know what they should do? What? Sign Chapman, move Devers to DH. There you go. Let it be I don't so hate that. Good. Actually, I honestly, I don't, I don't totally club, hate it. But, Yoshida playing left. So. Oh, that's so much money to your DH, though. You're like that, that is such a crazy care. amount of money. I don't care. Like it's, you have to, you <laughs> have to. Your get, money. You know, it's just, it's like if you're going to sign Jordan Montgomery, you better have an uh, infield that can field. So, but I got to get going, Ed. Ed, great job, awesome man. Hell yeah, man. Always fun, Rob. Always fun. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.